life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? So before I jump into the episode, I want to thank everyone who has been featured on this podcast over the last three years. It has been an honor to learn about you and myself as we both walk the varied paths of your experiences. Continue to tune in every other week for a brand new segment. I'm looking forward to seeing new faces, hearing new voices, and receiving new stories. On this episode, we have my friend, Danielle Pelmore a videographer and editor in Atlanta, Georgia, who is the creator of a growing video production company, which we both will get into as she tells her story. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, this is your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Welcome to the 101 um, episode. Um, interesting, about 101, I have a guest uh, so on today is obviously hopefully able to school us in on some um, things about her particular profession. Um, today, I have uh, Miss Danielle Pelmore. Uh, she's a videographer and editor in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. Um, just a quick backstory: uh, Danielle and I uh, were in the same circle of of, of of a huge amount of friends during college. Uh, we both went to Augusta University. That was then, um, what was it? What was the name of it in 2014? Do you remember? Uh, it was Augusta State University. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, oh no, it was Augusta University. Sorry. Yes, yes. Um, it had, <laughs> it's had so many names. Oh, my goodness. Um, because I know the issue we had was it was going to be changed on our diplomas and something with the colors or something. I think it was going to be brown. Yeah, we actually got two diplomas. We got a Augusta State University one and we got a Augusta University one. Was, was it Georgia Regents? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It was Georgia Regents. I completely forgot. <laughs> it's been there so many names. I can't remember. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was crazy, but it was... Um, well, it's and it's funny about that because obviously we touch base on that is the the amount of friends that we had, it was a lot and I guess that's the part of the college experience you get introduced to different people but now what six years later actually almost seven years later yeah and um, here we are you obviously doing great things which I know you'll speak and speak about in a few minutes um, but first of all again thank you so much. Um, for your time and thank you for offering any form of expertise you can in the next um, 30 something minutes um, but I did the first question I obviously wanted to ask well Daniel if you could give us just a quick um, background big backstory to to who you are and how you came to being where you are today First of all, thank you for having me. I'm glad that you started this podcast. It's my very first one. Um, <laughs> but let's see. How did I end up on my film career? Um, first off, as a college student, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I, In my sophomore year, I was majoring in marketing. I originally wanted to do fashion marketing, um, and I wanted to go to SCAD, but through us researching the school and touring the school, uh, my dad did not want me to deal with a student loan and have to go through all that financial burden. Mm -hmm. um, so we had to let SCAD go. 
although they did accept me, but my dad was like, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so it was kind of one of those, like, last choice schools, because I, I didn't really want to go to a uh, local school like Georgia State University, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm originally from Atlanta. I went to school in Augusta, um, and I wanted to get that college experience of being away from home. Yeah. And Augusta was the, that last resort option. Um, so I went there. I didn't, after my sophomore year, I thought about what I really wanted to do. Because although I didn't mind learning about marketing, I didn't envision myself doing that for a career. Um, mm. So I kind of like sat back and had a self-reflection moment. And film came across my mind because it was a place that I saw within the community of art that felt like anyone could have a voice, like you could, really anyone could be a part of it. I also saw job security in it because there's so many different things you can do in film. You can be a director, editor. You can even, you know, work in catering on set if you wanted to. Um, You could work in the office, but there's just so many different avenues in film that you could be a part of. But what attracted me the most is that film is a, a platform that so many people are connected to, whether you're working in it or not, whether you're an audience member or whether you're a part of the industry, we're all kind of a part of this world. We all like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. We all like to escape. Um, so I really like that this industry is can be can reach so many people within two hours, and I like that you can be creative and make stories and help people gain different perspectives. And that's what really drew me to want to be a part of the industry, not for the fame or the glamour or whatever people might think this industry is, <laughs> uh, if you work behind the scenes. But I mainly wanted to be a part of it because I could use it as a platform to reach people um, and to help each, help each other kind of understand one another better. Um, but through my college experience, I took classes in film and TV, and I stayed in that major for the remainder of my college career and after I graduated I did not have an internship honestly I had no jobs whatsoever <laughs> to look forward to when I graduated I know that's fair. Um, I had to move back in with my parents as most people have to do yeah uh, which is a whole another conversation <laughs> um and really through me just uh, being an ambitious person and also I don't like being bored so I like to get out and do things mm-hmm. so I just found a part-time job and while I had that part-time job I also found an internship that revolved around film uh, whether it was doing red carpet events you know or doing uh, I had an internship where basically you would organize film screenings for new movies coming out and I also enrolled myself in a workshop. Um, I'll, I'll name drop it. It's Tammy De La Films in Fayetteville, Georgia. And I'll credit my growth a lot to her because, one of, first of all, she's a black woman. And unfortunately, you don't see a whole lot of black women in the industry or even mm-hmm. people of color. Yeah. I mean, we're slowly but surely moving in that direction. Um, but it's still not the majority or at least half. Mm-hmm. But... Through her workshop, I really got to know more about what it's like to work on on a set or what it's like to work uh, behind the scenes, a part of a production crew. Uh, My college classes taught me more about, I would say, maybe the technical side of what it is to make a, how do you make a short film or, you know, how do you act, like little stuff like that. But I don't think, me personally, that I got like the ground root of what it means to, to work in the industry. So I start taking those workshops and doing those internships. Yeah. So usually I would wait into the middle of the episode uh, to do like a 30 second to 30 to 60 second, um, I guess, intermission. And just to, to give a, a, a recap of what we have been listening to so far from the interviewee. But I just wanted to congratulate my friend on the accomplishments that she has as I have um have established um she um ended up getting hired 
uh, by Marvel Studios. And she goes on to express to express how she found this position on Indeed.com. So of all places. So I'm not trying to to interject her story, but I just had to share that uh, because it was such an awesome opportunity and she took it. She leaped at the chance and here she is. Not only is she working for them, but she has her own um, production, her video production program, which she will talk about in detail as she as only she can. So continue to listen in. Um, but she will actually um, elaborate more on um, that new position working for Marvel Studios. And now back to the episode. I was like, I, I've applied for so many other jobs, you know, other big time companies before, and I've also applied for jobs through Disney before. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those common situations, like, okay, here we go, another job I'm probably not going to get, but I'm going to apply anyway. So I applied, and maybe like a couple months later, I got a, a an email about an interview, mm. and I was in shock, like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, did not expect that at all. Um, so it was about a, probably about a month and a half process of doing, you know, phone interviews and screenings and whatnot. And I got the job offer uh, uh, probably the day before New Year's Eve of, of uh, 2019. Mm. So it was very surreal to even get that call. I was outside walking my dog walking my dog and just looking up at the sky like is this real (laughs) Um, because as as you work for something for so long we all get to we all go through those intervals of like is is this really for me is this really going to happen is this really what I'm supposed to do and I went through those valleys throughout my entire five year journey and for it to finally just come to me like that like so random and you know so natural it was kind of mind-blowing and, again, very surreal. <laughs> um, so now I'm in a different chapter where I'm kind of with, uh, I guess you say, the big the big guys now, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Learning more about the industry still. And I still have, you know, more things I want to do. This isn't where I'm going to end. But I'm just incredibly grateful to still have a job and the nature that we're in right now in this country. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to have flexibility in my job as far as being able to work from home and not always have to be on the studio a lot. Yeah. So I'm definitely learning a lot about myself too through this career path. But it's 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 just been a interesting journey, especially this past year in 2020, trying to adjust into this role. And I will say that I actually got to go to LA too uh, for training. Mm-hmm. And last February for about a month and that was an amazing experience I got to go to the studio uh, to corporate basically Uh, and I got to meet my whole all of my team members uh, who were very welcoming Mm -hmm. and then literally the week after I got back to Atlanta is when the whole world shut down (laughs) (laughs) so that happened just in time so yeah it literally was like a gift I, I believe it was a gift that the Lord gave me like You've been working for this long. I want you to finally see the see the fruits of your labor, yeah. And like allow you to see, you know, where you could go if you really want to pursue this. So uh, through all that, I guess I'm saying to people to keep going. Um, and and you're definitely allowed to have your bad days. You're allowed to be depressed and be uh, discouraged because I still have those days. You know, because I'm also pursuing my videography business and doing other things on the side that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to see through, but I can always reflect on this experience that you know the Lord is faithful; He's going to see it through. Yeah. So, if, if it's meant for you, it will happen. <laughs> the uh, the astounding thing was the fact that you applied, and there are moments like you mentioned that we're going to have doubts and we're going to worry but the fact that you still applied and that was actually a a fear of mine for a long time kept me away from um, opportunities because in my mind I'm thinking 
my chances are very slim. So what's the point? Um, but one thing that um, Adrian um, mentioned was that she said, Calvin, it's, it's always better to fall forward than to fall back. And I always right. think I think about um, years ago, my sister set me up for some swimming lessons in Virginia. Pissed me off because I hate swimming. And she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. So I found out there and I'm like, really? And that was a fear that I had was for swimming. But the very last day, which was probably the second day, because I wasn't expecting to dive into the eight feet. Because I'm like, I'm, I just stay over here in the four feet and I'm be up fine. It's like, no, nah, you, you're showing progression. So eventually you have to go to the deep end. Yeah. And I had to position myself because for me to just jump in, I, I, I couldn't do it willingly. So I put myself in the diving position that she told me to. And she said, when you're ready, jump in. But I couldn't. So I fell. I forced myself to fall. And I was, I was like, you know what? I'd rather fall in than to not get in at all. And just, you can only imagine what would have happened or not have happened if you had not applied. Right. Um, I think maybe our, maybe our purpose is tied to something within our spirit that just makes us keep trying and keep going. Yeah. Um, I remember I talked to another friend of mine love singing and we were talking about how we're trying to pursue what we really want to, what we really want to do but mm-hmm. we keep going to these consistent setbacks but we are both saying how there's just something in our spirit that keeps calling us to keep going um, so I'm grateful that I, and I also think it through how I was brought up and my parents and they are, they are both very ambitious too hardworking. so I think I also get it from you know, seeing my, my my parents do what they do and how they brought us up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Plus, I also didn't like the job I had currently, so that <laughs> probably was a very uh, heavy motivation to just apply. Yeah. But I just, I guess you have, I'm too stubborn to quit, basically. Like, I just have to keep going till I get it. Yeah. And I think that's a good quality, maybe not in other situations (laughs) but I just I'm still amazed to this day that it happened that way because at least 90% of people in the film industry they make it through knowing people Mm -hmm. so whenever I tell people how I got the job they're always in shock because usually that rarely happens for you to just find it on a you know a job board for a company like this and you know get it so, again, it's very uh, God-ordained that I am in this role. Yeah. And um, speaking of purpose, uh, I'd like to jump into that uh, to the next. But for those of you who are listening, we're going to take a, a quick uh, commercial break. But continue to tune in and we'll be right back. So I thought I'd get on here and tell you all about Danielle's video production services. Mind to Real, that's M-I-N-D, the number two, R-E-E-L. Productions is a video and film service helping clients share valuable content to grow their audience. Danielle loves to work with small business owners, mostly to kickstart their clientele through the use of visual storytelling. In addition to Danielle is a freelance filmmaker and producer. She's developing a web series that will feature everyday people talking about controversial and relatable topics to reconnect humanity. Each season will focus on a different subject. The first season covers college graduates moving back home with parents after college. For more information about Mind to Real Productions, please check out www.mind, that's M-I-N-D, as in dog, the number two, real, R-E-E-L, productions.com. Again, www.mindtorealproductions.com. 
or follow Danielle on Instagram at D as in dog F I L M C H I C the number 16 again at D as in dog F I L M C H I C 16. Welcome back uh, to the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. Again, I'm here with uh, Danielle Palmore. Uh, we were basically, um, I was listening to her talk about her journey um, to the position that she has now with uh, Marvel Studios. Um, so the, we were touching base on the concept of purpose. Now, do you feel, uh, Danielle, that you're, do you feel that well, how do you feel about the concept of purpose? Like, what does that mean to you individually? Um, I think most of us, when we hear purpose, that we automatically associate it with our career. Yeah. Um, which is only natural because, especially in America, we're brought up to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and only, unfortunately, only half of us actually do end up doing what we want to do for work mm-hmm. um, but I think as I'm getting older and now that I'm by the grace of God in a position in my career where I do like what I do I'm starting to realize that maybe purpose is not just what you do in your career but I think purpose is also how you as a human being want to leave a mark on other human beings that you interact with whether that be your family your friends someone at the grocery store that checks you out like I guess I think your purpose is tied to how you're how you're using your earthly spirit while you're here yeah like do you want to leave a positive mark or a negative mark um and also obviously if you're a person of faith um how are you utilizing your time here on earth to help other people pursue their purpose and you know acknowledge who their holy father is and helping them go internally with their own souls and you know pursue their highest self like we're also trying to pursue our highest self yeah so i think and i'm still learning day by day what purpose is but i think it's just the journey to your highest self and feeling complete with who you are mm-hmm. to me is um what your purpose is because I think if you tie your purpose to something tangible like a job and as we all know this past year a lot of people have unfortunately lost their jobs mm-hmm. and also have lost their businesses which my heart goes out to those people um, but I think that has also allowed uh, those people uh, kind of self reflect on what their purpose is yeah. and what they truly want to do it's probably even created new interests for some people, uh, new ideas, new passions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely say that purpose is definitely not tangible to anything or anyone. Because I know there are also people that feel like their purpose is being in a relationship or tied to their families. You know, it's all tied to a person or a thing. I don't think your purpose should be tied to that because nothing's guaranteed. We don't know when our last day is. You know, it's just. I feel like it has to be something that is um, something that can't that you know and that it can't go away. That's always going to be there, and that's your spirit and your soul. That that's everlasting. Yeah. So I think making that better day by day is, I think, our ultimate purpose. I used to think that um, purpose was linear, like it was just a straight line, and. I I'm beginning to learn that it's more like a tree branch because it comes from a root but it just spreads out but the one direction that it is growing is growing up and it may grow out but it still grows up and I realized that I used to think that my purpose started or was going to start once I got a different job and I had to realize, I said, no, your purpose started actually even before you were born because 
God stops before he starts. Like everything about us was complete. And he was like, okay, now you can be born. And yeah. our purpose started to us in our eyes. It started the moment we became aware. And like you said, tying it to specific things, especially when those things can be either taken away, can die off, or probably be, you know, pursued by somebody else. And to think that our purpose is just this one thing. And for a long time, I thought that my purpose was was writing. I think writing is a part of it. Yeah. But I believe that my purpose is based on the gifts and skills that only, you know, we could possess as individuals, you know, from God and being able to use them. At, at a certain capacity that not only helps us but helps other people like that exactly what you're doing you know there's just so many layers to that yeah. um but as far as and i thought i was thinking about this do you see ties and connections between what you're doing now and what you were doing as a kid or even a teenager uh you mean it's strictly like with my career yeah like the the interest that you have like in film and um and what you do do you see um those um puzzle pieces that this probably derived from in relation to like your your youth um well i do know that i've always been attracted to art mm-hmm. um like even taking art classes at in high school, which I sucked at, but I still did. <laughs> and my sister Jasmine is the one who's the artist. She's a great graphic artist. Mm-hmm. But um, and also, I was in dance for about eight years, from like age seventeen to fifteen. What type of dance? Um, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like interpretive. Uh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like tap, tap jazz, ballet. Oh, nice. Um, stuff like that which, that was a, probably the best you know childhood years just being part of a dance company like, like that's like the best experience for a kid to have in my opinion hmm. um and then i will say that growing up i realized i was i was i was shy mm-hmm. i was afraid to talk and whatnot and even growing up when i was younger i was shy and in sixth grade I remember people telling me, like, you don't have a voice, or, or why are you so quiet? And that was kind of the first time I heard the word quiet in that context, as far as, like, someone asking me, like, why don't you talk? And I, in my head at that time, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I do have a voice. Like, just because <laughs> I'm not talking doesn't mean I can't talk. Like, yeah. it just didn't register to me. Um, and to be honest with you, that was a big uh, insecurity that I had from middle school from middle school, maybe even through the early years of college, to be honest, because I felt like I had to be likable, like I had to be more outgoing, had to be more outspoken and expressive for people to like me. Yeah. And in and and when I and when I when I started watching films, like I didn't watch films uh, through growing up, like most people, but. I think with me, I really was interested in like knowing the behind the scenes of everything. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I watch the movie, I'll always go into the special features, and I want to know like how how the director wanted to do that, like how the actor felt doing this. Like I was always interested in that, um, but it wasn't really a signal to me like maybe I should do this for a career. I was just that was just something I I loved to yeah. watch. Um, and through. I'll never forget, I saw a movie called uh, Soul Surfer. I don't even know if you've ever heard of it. but I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have. It's about a a girl called Bethany Hamilton. I don't know if you've ever heard about her. Mm-mm. But she's a professional surfer. Um, and when she was 13 years old, she got her left arm taken off by a shark. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's also a person of faith, mm-hmm. and they end up making a movie about her. And me and my sister went to go see it, and that was the first movie I saw that was a movie of faith, and that was a movie with like wholesome content yeah. about 
like not giving up and pursuing your dreams, et cetera, et cetera. And that kind of inspired me like, wow, you can actually, you know, quote unquote, put God in a movie or, you know, kind of put like wholesome faith, faith, uh, faith content in a movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of like, uh, you know, not allowed in the yeah. industry. I didn't know that could be a thing. Um, and it wasn't a cheesy movie at all. You know, it's it's very realistic. It's very wholesome about how human beings fall and get back up. Mm-hmm. And I just had kind of this moment how I could kind of get into film and use it as a platform to produce wholesome content. But at the same time, it also gave me that voice that I, it gave me that voice to I mean, sorry, that avenue to use my voice yeah. to build stories and express myself in ways I didn't think that I could. Um, and on top of that, be able to reach different kinds of people at the same time through the medium of film and TV. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helped me grow as a person, too, because anyone in this industry knows that you're definitely going to be pushed out of your comfort zone <laughs> yeah. because you'll be in different situations where you're probably working with people that are older than you or you could be the only woman in the room whatever it might be you have to like speak up you have to be expressive you have to do stuff on your own get things done um so through this through my career so far i've grown tremendously i'm definitely more outspoken more outgoing Mm -hmm. of course i have my laid back periods too but i'm definitely uh more confident in who i am than than then at the time when I was questioning, you know, myself, yeah. and questioning, like, why do people care if I'm, you know, not loud? Like, why does that matter? <laughs> so, um, I felt like the world of film gave me that platform to grow into who I wanted to be and also express myself how I wanted to. Yeah. I felt like I had more, I guess, control, I guess you could say. And, and how I wanted to be portrayed and how I envisioned the world to be portrayed, I could do through film. Yeah. And as a person of color, we all know that we view the world in a different way <laughs> that everyone should understand. Yeah. So I also like that film allows for different people's stories to be heard. And that was a big part of why I wanted to pursue this industry. Yeah. It's because it, it makes room for everyone. I, um... Wow. Um, the reason why I started this podcast was because even if somebody disagrees with me, they have every right to voice their opinion. They have every right to have their perspective considered. And I got tired of ignoring that myself because I found myself not willing to understand where other people were in their lives in their journeys and ha- making room for everyone I think that was my main incentive because I've come in contact with people that don't believe what I believe or don't respect you know the same morals but in a sense if you just sit down with them they're pretty cool to talk to yeah. and, and you would have never known that they had um, these uh, reservations about certain things, but making room for everyone. Because one time I got called out on um, social media uh, during the like the the onset of the Me Too movement, and it was years ago. And I made a joke, which in hindsight, my my sense of humor, I think, is very dark. So <laughs> certain things I think are is funny, but, you know, in the context of other people's experience, not so much. And I should have been considerate of that. And I just posted the joke. Somebody came out and said, um, I think that was very inconsiderate. And I went off saying, well, such and such comedians say it. Why is it OK for them to say it? And they were like, well, technically it wasn't, but they said it. It doesn't mean you should. And it was actually a close friend, and we actually broke apart because of that. Oh, wow. Um, Primarily because I wasn't willing to understand. And 
it was it that devastated me because one thing I hate doing is losing relationships. Um, yeah. I hate it, especially if it could have been prevented. But right. making room, you know, for other people, and obviously that's one trait um, that we both uh, value is making sure everyone has a a, a seat um, at the table. Um, and that concept of change, like it's so funny when as we get older, we do notice notice those pivots, and yeah. it it changes everything. Um, so what's what's one thing that if you don't mind sharing, what's one thing about yourself um, that you are glad uh, that is different than back then, other than your uh, what you just mentioned, the the uh, finding your voice. Is there anything else about yourself, character trait that? Had to go through some pruning over the last few years. <laughs> uh, well, that's a laundry list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say this: before going to college, I felt like I'm a decent human being. Like I'm pretty considerate. I'm not that horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess through living with roommates and living with other people, other people tell you about yourself. Yeah, got that right. Um, that are not your family, and um, I didn't realize how self. I, I didn't realize I had selfish ways that needed to be corrected. Yeah. Um, to where, like you just said, with making the post, not realizing how it would affect people. Mm-hmm. I realized in certain ways that I say things, I need to watch how it comes off, or. Uh, if, if you know realizing how I deliver something when I when I speak how it affects certain people's feelings or just recognizing selfish ways in general mm-hmm. um, where I need to improve on um, I think that's something definitely that I went through a pruning phase um, just realizing like yeah you're flawed too <laughs> like you, still, you, you still have a lot of work to do yeah um, cause I think some of me, me included, some of us, we kind of put ourselves on this high horse sometimes mm-hmm. because we're not out here on the street getting drugs or whatever it might be, um, that we're holier than thou. Um, but really we're as, we're as dirty as everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that we're not wearing it out, you know, out out on us like being like being addicted to a drug for example like we, we deal with other stuff it's just more internal yeah um, but that was definitely one of something that stuck out to me the most was realizing that I have selfish ways and I need to learn to improve in those areas when interacting with different people other than my family because my family's used to me like you know <laughs> <laughs> We've all been around each other for years, so we all kind of get used to each other, you know, and adjust around each other. And especially going off to college, you're still very young. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I have no idea how they expect 18-year-olds to know what they want to do for the rest of their life. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I even told my sister, Jewel, youngest sister, Jewel, um, before she went off to college, like I told her after she graduated high school, like if you want to take a year off and just, you know, take a moment, take a step back, maybe get a job, you know, because, you know, mom and dad's not going to let you just sit on the couch, <laughs> but <laughs> just to kind of get out in the world a little bit mm-hmm. and don't go through this, this cycle of high school, then college, then job, yeah. like kind of like take a pause. And just figure out who you are. Figure out what you want to do for a second. And then, you know, if you want to go to college, go to college. But kind of take a moment. Just just see who you really are. Because I think we get caught up in this cycle of, you know, preschool, you know, kindergarten, middle school, so forth. Mm-hmm. And we don't get a second to really sit with ourselves till after we graduate from college. Unless you, have, unless you go into a direct job, maybe it's different. But for me, I didn't really get to know who I was till after college. Yeah. Um, which led into a whole other situation with relationships and whatnot. <laughs> but I realized also that I don't have a lot of self-awareness 
about who I am and what I wanted mm-hmm. once I got out of college because I was going through the robotic cycle like all right I'm done with college time for my job which I didn't get till like maybe two three years <laughs> after graduation but um yeah definitely selfishness and self-awareness was something that I definitely went through a pruning season of and still am in certain ways but that's something I definitely realized I need to work on yeah um hold um your thought process we're just gonna take a a quick break right quick uh again for those of you who are listening uh we'll be right back hey thanks for tuning in you're listening to the latest episode of the glory in our stories with your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Yo, what up, TGOS listeners? Um, quick question. Are you enjoying the podcast? Would you be interested in, in sharing your story? Please let me know. I would love to know. Um, you can direct message me at Instagram at Mr. Pennywell. Uh, that's M-I-S-T-E-R-P-E-N-N-Y-W-E-L-L. Or you can email me at thegloryinourstories at gmail.com. That's thegloryinourstories, all lowercase, at gmail.com. We can set up a time and place so we can uh, get this thing started. Yo, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from you all as we make plans to add your experience to the archive. Yes, I would love to hear from you. Um, so, yeah, hit me up and... Let's get your story out there if you're comfortable. You never know what you have to say, what you have to share just might be what somebody needs to hear. And now back to the episode and welcome back uh, to the um, remaining um, time for this. The latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories uh, with Miss Danielle Palmore. Um, We were just basically talking about um, basically in, in 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 a nutshell Paying attention to detail um, when you have somebody that has a knack for that, you actually need that. Um, I was a part of a small talent show and on rehearsal night, that the woman that was, I guess, basically in charge of making sure that people went on when they were supposed to, she paid attention to everything to the point where we went through the show like three times. And it took us about three, almost two or three hours. And I'm thinking my part is only two minutes, <laughs> yeah. but I have to be here for a rehearsal. And, but if it wasn't for her, the show wouldn't have gone the way it did on open on the night that it premiered. Like right. it was so smooth, but having somebody pay attention to that and to the behind the scenes um, aspects it, it allows for the 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 visual of a well-oiled machine and speaking of which um, I see that you do have a production uh, business a film production business um, so how did that come about and what is what is your what are your services entail um, so I believe in 2018 wandered into a handmade soap store in my community and I got to a conversation with the owner and she was just saying how she just moved into the storefront space and but she really wants to show her products to people online because that's where she gets most of her sales and I had made at that point I really had only made a short film back in college actually about your wife Adrian (laughs) called Songbird and that was like a short documentary about her life and pursuing singing. And I really enjoyed that experience of kind of delving into someone's life and their passions and their downfalls and showing their come up. And then through meeting this lady, I really wanted to help her out and see if I could maybe make a video about her business and what drew her to wanting to make handmade soaps and um, just kind of learn more about her as a person and her passion for what she does. So I ended up 
making a short video um, about her business. It was called Infused Bath and Body Works, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I still have my own equipment at that point. Like I bought my own uh, Canon T3i. I'm sorry for those videographers <laughs> out there. I know Canon T3i is not like the top camera, but that's the one that I still have. Yeah. I will upgrade soon. But I have my own, I can't, my own <laughs> equipment. And I just set up the lights, got the camera, got the mic, and did her interview and shot, did the whole thing by myself, edited all by myself. And as an artist, for any artist, you're very uh, critical of everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came out, you know, decently well um, for doing it all by myself. And everyone that I showed it to was like, this looks like a commercial. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Um, just at that point, I wasn't really believing in myself still, Yeah. but I decided to still put myself out there and take a risk and do it. Um, and through, after that experience, I felt, again, I really liked that experience of helping someone that was a small business, business owner needing to build their clientele. And as we all know, uh, visual storytelling, visual marketing works extremely well in any business especially nowadays with people working from home and not being able to be outside as much um visual storytelling is heavily needed in anyone's business yeah so i decided to make my own videography business called mind to real productions and that's mind the number two and that's r-e-e-l like a film real productions and it's a videography business mainly and I like to just work with clients that need that video element to add to their growing business to show people about their brand or maybe feature a new product or maybe they're having a fundraising event, whatever it might be. Uh, that's where I would come in and sit down with you and discuss like what you want to do to enhance your business or whether you just need like a, a video to, to, to kickstart your business to, to, to try and grow your clientele. Um, and being a videographer and also a filmmaker and producer, a freelance, of course, as of, as of right now, <laughs> um, I have wanted to build a web series just about people in general, um, real people that I will interview about different topics from like marriage to, to online dating to financial stuff to self-esteem to anything that you feel like a community needs to hear more about Mm -hmm. like we might not talk about miscarriage as much as we need to we might not talk about um getting laid off as much as we need to because i think when people go through those experiences they think that there's only one that is you know going through this experience but really they're not alone there's unfortunately a lot of women that go through miscarriages and we all know there's a lot of people that lose their jobs more often now than ever and I think that once you realize that there's a community of people that are going through the same thing it helps you heal a lot faster than when you think you're alone in that situation yeah so I wanted to create a visual space to interview people that have been through things like that and just interview them about the highs and lows of that experience, uh, but also not just make it a documentary type of series, but also a kind of like a TV show where I would pre- pretty much do like reenactment scenes of real actors, create a story around that person's real life story, and kind of make it into a short film. Um, but I'm not going to release the name of the web series because I want to kind of copyright it and everything. Um, but I'm building that. It's been a a long, long journey to tr- to build this. Um, I've had this idea for some time, but again, you just have to keep going and keep trying um, till something works out. Mm-hmm. But the first season, I want to focus on uh, college students, well, college graduates, really uh, moving back home with parents or guardians, and trying to figure out like who they are as people, trying to pursue their own careers. And we all know the highs and lows of living with your parents or guardians. It's not <laughs> always rainbows and lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> because they think you're a teenager coming back home from summer camp 
like really like <laughs> you're a complete young adult now. Yeah. You have your own desires. You have your own pursuits. You know, you want to go out when you want to go out. You don't want to check in with your mom or dad or guardian, you know, every five minutes when you're out with your friends. <laughs> um, you, you just have to get used to basically feeling like a child again when, yeah. you, when you come back home. And although our parents are lovely, you know, we're blessed to even have a home to come back to. But at the same time, you, you want that individuality again. Mm. And it you go through a lot mentally and emotionally to <laughs> seek that individuality and to, again, like find yourself again. Because you're so used to the person you were in college being on your own for four or five years. You know, you're, you're getting used to it. And once it's over you're immediately referred it back to your childhood bedroom. Hmm. It's like a complete, you know, experience just adjusting back into that childhood environment. Yeah. So I want to uh, feature a few people that I've already interviewed because I have a trailer for the series uh, interviewing a few, of my, a few of my friends acquaintances that have lived at home and still are living at home. Um, and then just creating a story with actors around their experiences. So I'm hoping to build it into an actual web series, Scott willing a TV show someday. But if they, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, um, I'll be posting more about it as things develop. You can follow me at the film chick 16. Mm-hmm. And also I have my own website at www.mindtworldproductions.com. And right now, uh, my website's going through a, a rebranding, but the name is still the same. But that ultimately is what I want to do is just uh, make more wholesome content and also help small business owners build their clientele. Because I feel like small business owners doesn't get, doesn't get enough attention and appreciation. Yeah. So I kind of want to target that as my main audience. Hmm. And it's funny because obviously there's a lot of us <laughs> post undergrad uh, graduates who not only had to go through a period of searching but are still looking um, Adrian yeah. p- put the uh, she said we were basically fed a promise um, that you go to co- you go to college and you're guaranteed the job of your dreams or your career and that was um it was a very crippling just for me that was a crippling experience because i remember having to because i i lived at university village all right down the street from augusta university and we had obviously had to, i had to pack up all my stuff because i was leaving i was graduating but i remember lying on the bed curling up because i felt reality coming down and i'm like had that question what am i going to do because the plans that I did have, they got thrown out of the window. Like literally, something happened, and I was like, I can't do this, and I can't do that. Oh, mom's home. So, right. Gotta and it did bite that bullet, and I know, and it's I know it's different, but it was spe- specifically hard for me as a man to have to go back home to mom. But, um, and this is something obviously we can discuss later, but it was, I had to go, for me, I had to go back home. I I found it ironic because that was something I needed to learn before I head back the other direction because I was in a bad place during that time. Um, very bad place. And, but thankfully you know our parents most of our people there are some parents out there who will say hey you can come back home until yeah. you get on your feet and we'll help you out and then again there are some parents like this one guy I heard he said once his child reached 18 their children he said you can do two things no three things you can either get a job you can go to college you can go to the military like that's yeah. the only choice you got better choose let me know what you're gonna do and we'll go from there but um but I, I would love to because uh, you told me about this before and i'm really looking forward to seeing that um because that's gonna that's gonna be one thing that hits home for a lot of us 
um, and, and and again to see ourselves, you know, and um, to see somebody representing our demographic, you know, I think that would be pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a, a long time coming, and again, um, it, it reverts back to that pulling your spirit to keep going. Yeah. Because uh, to this day, I want to just give this up. Like, okay, this is too much work for one person. It's so much to do, so much to think about. But what keeps me trying to move forward is like think about you know what this person's story, how that story can have an effect on so many people that think they're dealing with this you know, alone, mm-hmm. how hearing this person's story could help them in healing or moving forward or having a breakthrough, whatever it might be. Because um, I ultimately want to build an online community. Uh, of course, who wouldn't want a TV show? But, <laughs> I mean, if, if it can also be successful online, that's great, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a pandemic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Moving back on <laughs> guardian because the job market's not great right now especially after the pandemic a lot of people have lost their jobs yeah a a lot of college graduates uh job offers were taken back because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. um so a lot of graduates are having to reassess their plans again yeah um and i had no plan i mean i i didn't really yeah i didn't have a plan at all (laughs) Um, (laughs) graduating and i remember i had me and uh, my friend had a lot of anxiety just celebrating our graduation because we knew that our family and friends would be like, so what's next? What do you want to do next? What do you want to do now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> and I just, you know, stay in the moment for a second that I just graduated, you know, from being in an institute, institution for five years. Yeah. Um, and like, as you said, coming back home and that set of reality just hit you. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that happened to me, like the reality of what do I do next? Um, and that fear and anxiety and just low self-esteem and just trying to figure out how to move forward. And I wish there was more resources or guidance in that time, maybe from a career counselor or even having a show like I'm trying to create where I could just tune in and realize like, oh, okay, like this is normal. <laughs> like I'm not a, a complete failure. Yeah. I can still get up and pursue my dreams. I can, there's other people in the same boat as me. I can keep walking forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm incredibly grateful for those parents like my own that are able to take their children back in and are able to allow us time to figure out how to build ourselves financially or even if we just need to come back home to reset, you know, mentally or emotionally. Um, I'm grateful for that because who knows where some of us would be if we weren't able to do that and we had to go out on the street exactly. and we had to fight, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And I wish those people that are doing that well and I admire them and I hope that they are finding the resources they need to be able to do what they need to do. But I am grateful for my parents. It's just that we all know there are, there are days, <laughs> there are times. <laughs> Where you're just like, okay, I need to, I need to get out of here, cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's not a ideal situation. But I'm glad that um, we are still progressing despite uh, the bumps and uh, the bruises of just being an adult and functioning um, despite uh, the circumstances. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and ask you this one last question uh, before we, uh, while we wrap up because I'm, I'm just like I said I'm always curious to uh, people's um, answers um, what would you say is the um, from beginning as far back as you can remember uh, to this present day what would you say is the glory in your story um, I'm still honestly thinking that question the mm-hmm. Um but I think it's in being resilient I think it's in believing that I'm not finished yet um, I also think it's in acknowledging my flaws and realizing that you just have to accept you, you have to accept yourself for who you are and where you're at yeah. um, like you're you have we all including myself have a lot of improvements to do 
on ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and to not be too hard on yourself. Every day is not going to be a good day, and when you do have bad days, you're not always going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the glory in my story is just ex- acceptance as I go along my journey. <laughs> just trying to trying to understand who I am but also stay true to who I am and not let the outside environment or some or a person um, influence me in the wrong direction like I always will accept you know uh, constructive criticism mm-hmm. and advice but also just staying true staying in tune with my spirit um, and moving forward I think acceptance and resilience is the glory in my story I think that's uh, pretty much sums it up I personally want to say as a friend um, and as a fan of your journey um, that I am very proud that you kept going um, the last six years seven, six to seven years hasn't been the easiest um, but being able to see you continuously fall forward and grow is very admirable um, and it's very encouraging because just like your show, once it, it it comes into fruition, people are going to see, you know what? I'm not by myself. You know, this, like you said, yeah. this is normal. This is, no, I'm not the only one that ex- ex- experienced this. Yeah. And to see, you know, you all, um, go through it just like just go through it go through that narrow um path where you have to squeeze and you have to bend and you have to break you know it's just being able to see you come out the other come out the other side of that until you're where you are now working for one of the most well-known businesses um out like it's just that's like royalty you know, I know it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goodness, like I'm getting—I literally have chills thinking about it. And the reason is because you know, my mom and I love—we love comic, uh, watching comic book inspired films. We love Marvel more than we love DC, uh, but yeah. we we love it. And to, to to be able to know that you know, I have a friend who who works there and as actually able to experience all these joys and perks and she's working in the capacity that she's working but the opportunities that's going to continue to come your way i'm just really excited about that so i'm just really proud that you stuck with it and that you remain persistent and knowing that you have a lot more to do which means that you're constantly on your grind and i i, I appreciate that thank you and like you and my close group of friends, like we're all resilient. Um, you know, I'm so happy that we all were brought together in college, in college um, because I think we've all influenced each other in certain ways that we probably didn't realize at the time. Mm-hmm. But all, um, including you, all of my friends are inspirations and and your wife, Adrienne, of course, is an inspiration. <laughs> um, her story is incredible. But I'm I guess I'm proud, I can finally say I'm proud of myself for going through what I've been through and making it out on the other side. I'm I'm grateful for where I am, and I know I have a long way to go, Um, but being acknowledged by my peers like you're acknowledging me is a sign that I'm doing something right, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that I'm going in the right direction, although I have more days than not where I feel like I'm, I'm not doing something right I'm, I'm even under under working for the biggest freaking production company, <laughs> you know in the world I still have my my doubts and still have days where I have to get through my flaws but again I guess going back to acceptance like this is this is what I gotta deal with um, I have to deal with the ugly and the good Yeah. so as long as by the grace of God that I, that I, have, that I have breath in my lungs <laughs> I have to use this time efficiently and use it wisely while I'm here on earth 
to keep going. And I hope that I can cultivate more relationships, you know, friendship-wise and business-wise that can lead me to use my opportunity to the best way, you know, to the best way possible, to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And be able to make you all proud. <laughs> but, Thank uh... you for uh, having me on and your time. Oh, no problem and thank you um, for those of you who are listening this is uh, the latest episode of the glory in our stories uh, with myself Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. and Miss Danielle Palmore. Yo thank you all for listening tune in next time for the latest episode of the glory in our stories. Mm-hmm.